What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Dram Style Whiskey with an Agent. My name is Jared. I'm Chris. Welcome, guys. And today we're essentially going to be talking about uh, new construction and lumber. So essentially, yeah, we got some new information on that. So, Jared, trying to do some uh, forecasts to see what the heck's going to go on for this year in 2022 with new construction. Our previous episode, we just talked about interest rates, where they've been in the past, and what they're going to be doing for 2022, and in reality, all this stuff kind of ties in together, but um, but you'll you'll see how it ties in as we kind of progress through. So we've got some good data points uh, to talk about here, and not to bore you. So if you're watching this on uh, Facebook or YouTube, then cool, you can see. I'm going to share the screen here in a second. If you're listening to it, we're going to uh, Describe it in a way that you can really understand what we're talking about. So don't think that you have to go and watch the video. Um, you can just listen to it and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Um, where should we start? You want to start with lumber prices? Yeah, because that's pretty much like the biggest topic and the driving force behind all construction, renovation and all that. So lumber prices, right. what the hell's going on? So lumber prices, um, dude, it's been... Well, we all know that lumber had a spike last year. So I've got a, a chart on your screen. These are the lumber futures prices. And this is basically um, what these prices are. This is the price of lumber per, per 1,000 board feet. And that's as much as I'm going to get into what this actually means. I actually have a video that I did on my YouTube channel uh, that talks about lumber prices, the future prices, and why we had that spike last year. Uh, mm -hmm. back in May of 2021. So let's back it up a little bit into 2019, 2020. Lumber futures were sitting somewhere in the mid threes. It peaked up into the mid fours there for a little bit. And then we spiked right there in May of 2021, where it, it almost hit $1,500. Mm -hmm. um, and again, there's there's a lot of reasons that, that happened. However, uh, we're not going to get into that because it's it's a little bit longer uh, topic to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, you have something to say there? Not necessarily. I mean, oh. I was going to see like, I mean, like 2020 right there where it first peaked there. Um, yep. A little bit lower, actually, uh, further in time because that's 21. So it's like 2020 is essentially like oh, when the economy yeah. shut down. So we weren't really getting a lot of our wood that was meeting the demand. And so, Correct. and it just escalated from there because the export or the importation of wood was just lacking. We couldn't get it. So it just drove the prices. And as you can see, even right now, going into this year, lumber is still sky high. Um, yeah. So we had a, a bit of a drop, drop off towards the end of uh, 2021, where it actually dropped all the way back down into the mid fours. Mm -hmm. But then recently, uh, towards the end of last year and going into this year, uh, we're actually, as of January 10th, we're sitting at $1,209 yeah. on, on this price. So uh, there's, there's several reasons why uh, that these prices are, are going back up. And it all ties into, should I build a new house? Should I buy an existing house? What are the pros and cons kind of deal uh, with that said? And also the demand from developers, a demand of developers, yeah. Um, because housing is just historically, we're well not historically, just we're behind ever since the 2008 crash, uh, yes. our new construction was at a surplus 
And then yep. when the crash happened, no one was essentially building. And then essentially the demand just kept getting higher and higher and new construction is just trying to catch up and it couldn't catch up. Right. It still hasn't caught up. Like yeah. um, we'll get into some more like the uh, actual numbers infinitive, but um, in continuation of the lumber um, it's new homes are, are essentially and renovation apparently. Right. Yeah. So, so part of the reason, um, so we saw that the, the lumber prices have really started going back up and you can see that here, uh, where in January 10th, um, uh, $1,209 and this is current as of this year. So part of that reason, so that's going to have several effects on your decision to build a new home. Number one, the biggest thing is going to be materials cost materials for lumber specifically has again it has gone up so that's going to drive up the overall cost of building a new home um, the next thing we have is or part of the reason why those have gone up is the uh, supply chain as chris mentioned earlier the supply chain in order to get the lumber uh, it's got to be shipped to us it's got to be uh, go through the mills and the mills still haven't really caught up from last year I think they had that little bit of a, you know, they thought they were going to catch up when things sort of slowed down at the end of last year as far as yeah. new construction. But then it's just, we, we're getting new waves of uh, COVID. And I mm -hmm. think the lumber mills just, they cannot keep up with the demand. Yeah. Um, and we can get wood from our neighbors to the north, Canada. But apparently, uh, Jared was telling me a little bit ago that like Biden has put more tariffs on imports from from Correct. Canada. Well, yep. that cost, they don't just eat that cost. No business ever eats the cost. They pass it on to the consumer, which right. is going to be developers. And then developers are going to turn, pass it over to the consumer who's buying it. The average new construction home has increased over $30,000, yes. $30,000 on average. Yes. yes. That's a lot. Just, be, yes. just because of the supply chain issues have created such a backlog. And so, yep. so the laws of supply and demand <laughs> oh yeah takes into place it's basic it, economics supply and demand and it's just it, it does and so f as far as you know should you build a home should you buy a home um there's there's a lot of things that you got to think about so number one lumber prices are more expensive and we talked a little bit about why they're more expensive if you want to find out uh, more detail, I'm sure when we do our live version of this podcast on Facebook, YouTube, um, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this. This is more of a short form, short form. Mm -hmm. um, so we got the higher <clears throat> uh, lumber prices due to the supply chain. Also, something else that drives up uh, new construction costs or just buying appliances and, and things like that. I mean, there's a shortage on that stuff, too. So that's going to essentially cost you a little bit more mm -hmm. um, uh, some new constructions are not even um, offering refrigerators anymore because yes. they can't get them yeah you have to go out yeah. and buy it yourself uh yeah. bethany and i had to wait a whole month to get a new refrigerator yeah <laughs> so yep. we just, we just ordered our stuff but we just got yep. it the other day oh I've, but it's, I've i've talked to people that it it's taking depending on what you're getting what brand and whatnot uh it could take you up to six seven months just to get every you know your appliances yeah. dishwasher yeah. refrigerator stuff you actually mm -hmm. you know you can't really get by without yeah. and that's not even including furniture that re relies heavily on the wood industry 
Yes. So I, yes. I can only imagine what IKEA's prices have jumped up to. <laughs> I'm sure they've increased. That's a whole another. That's a whole another thing right there. So, but um, you know, uh, so another surprising factor which makes all the sense in the world that is driving um, this uh, you know more increase, not so much the supply chain, but also cash out refis, uh, yes. renovations, yes, uh, flippers, rehabbers. Yes. Um, and the, 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 the everyday person who did a cash out refinance because of interest rates have been historically low, right? Yes. And it got as low as in the 2%. And even right now, it's still super low. So if somebody oh, yeah. it has been in a house for, say, five, six years, your interest rate was easily in the fours, right? Yes. And in some cases, the five. You did, and, and on that time, home prices just skyrocketed. You're more. You're paying off your mortgage. Now you do a cash out refi. Now you're getting better terms. You're going to get a lower interest rate, and you're going to be able to reduce. Uh, you're going to be able to pull out equity, yeah. and 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 at the, the second quarter, by the end of the second quarter of um, 2021, the uh, out of all the total refinances that have occurred, 41.9 percent of them, nearly half were cash out refis with an average equity pooled of $55,744. So what are you going to do with all this money? So after apparently uh, Jared was reading an article, you were saying <laughs> that people were going on vacation and coming back and then flipping their house. Yeah, essentially. So, you know, you let's say interest rates were really low last year, beginning mm -hmm. of last year, you're doing a, a refinance and your broker says, Hey, you guys, qualify you could do a cash out refinance pull out about 50 grand well i mean i'm gonna pull that out well me and the family are gonna go on a little vacation we're gonna splurge a little bit i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna have hopefully i still have some left but i'm gonna come back and i got you know another 40 grand 30 30 40 dollars sitting in the bank mm -hmm. i'm gonna go fix up my house Yep, I'm gonna go put a new roof on it. I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. redo my kitchen. I'm gonna add a deck, fix the fence that's been falling over for the past two years. And you can see, like, with over half of refis last year up into the second quarter. So we don't even know what third and fourth quarter went had, had done yet. So that number Correct. hasn't gone out yet. Correct. So, and when you're taking out a cash at refi of like 55 grand, and on top of that, on average, um, people were reducing their interest rates, uh, 1.23%. Yes. So that were, yeah. or one point, 1.23 points. So if it was, uh, like a, a one and a quarter or say four and a quarter, they were reducing it by a full three, like their, their new interest rate would be like three and they just got a, a cat, huge cash out refi. Yeah. So, I mean, it just makes all the sense in the world. Um, why oh, yeah. I did that. Yeah. So, and, and. All of this kind of goes into the fact that this is why lumber has because you got all the new home, you know, all the, the uh, contractors who are building new homes. You've got uh, the DIYers that are doing renovations, the flippers and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So overall, material costs are just going to be more expensive. Your yep. labor cost for contractors is going to be more expensive because mm -hmm. everybody is so backed up. And then... Yep when you want to tie that into how much time you have to wait in order to get the home built. So, I mean, if you can get it built in eight months, that's, that's you're pretty doing, good. You're doing I, a good job. You're I think, job. I think they're probably up to about a year, if not just a little bit over that, uh, to get your home built. So then you actually have to start thinking about interest rates 
So by the time you build this house, so interest rates are right about three and a half percent, give or take, uh, depending mm -hmm. on your credit score and so on. Um, yeah. But they're projected to increase some, depending on who you look at, which expert you talk to, uh, could be anywhere from 3.75 to 4%. If mm -hmm. you're missing out on locking in a, a rate at three and a half percent or something lower and waiting, you got to factor in that cost as well. Um, because it's, it's going to take you, like I said, about a year. And by that time, the interest rates are going to go up and we really don't know how high they're going to go or, you know, something else could happen that drives those interest rates up yep. even further. Hopefully that doesn't yeah. happen. Uh, but all of these things is, is something that you have to, you've, you've, you've got to take that into consideration. Consideration, You have to. So, uh, Jared, what are some of the forecasts of, for new construction? So one of the things I found for new construction, let me pull it up here on, um, let me just cut this part out. So let me pull it up here on the WashingtonPost.com article. So here they've said new home sales are forecast to rise to 920,000 in 2022. This is up from last year, uh, which is expected to, they don't have the final numbers from last year or from 2021, but it's somewhere right around 800,000 new home sales. Exist, existing home sales are anticipated to dip to 5.9 million down from last year, which is expected to mm -hmm. uh, be about 6 million sales of existing homes. Mm -hmm. I can definitely see that. The There is some good news though, is that according to, uh, you know, trading economics and the Census Bureau that um, at the end of December, there was an estimated or not an estimated, but there were 1 point, so 1 million 885,000 building permits pulled for the month of december of last year so wow. that's actually that's actually a plus that's actually looking really good um i'm trying to see if i can find where that number is like how much it's up month so it's like actually it's one 1.4 percent increase month over the month uh mm -hmm. from a rate of 1.7 million uh for december which okay. will be the highest since March in beating market forecasts of 1.65. So they, they were, they had forecasted 1.65 million and they actually ended up doing uh 1.7 million, which is a good news. Cause like we said earlier, new constructions behind, they need to be in the surpluses in order for it to catch up with demand. Yeah. Um, that's just, just the way it goes. Multifamily is actually, really well right now they are up i just had it here i've lost it um so you we can probably go on if i if, if i'm able to if i'm able to find it again i'll say it like what uh, multifamily is doing okay um but you know essentially for for the new home market even the so there's something that's called the national association of home builders which is nahb um, and they're looking at because of the low inventory and the strong demand for for people buying homes, there's it's basically going to continue to propel the home building industry into 2022. So that's mm -hmm. not going to slow down. They're not going to stop. Um, they're struggling with higher prices uh, because of the supply chain, the lumber cost, uh, material costs, and then just the uh, the lack of uh, labor. There's even you know a labor shortage as well. Mm -hmm which is part of uh, the factor that 
that goes into all of this. But yeah, the NAHB, they don't expect new homes to decline. Uh, they don't expect that industry to slow down at all. It's going to yeah. keep continuing to grow. The thing that you have to be cognizant of and think about uh, when you're making that decision to build new or buy existing is the timeline, the time frame that it's going to take to do that and where are those interest rates going to be um, mm-hmm. when when you get ready to con- convert your construction loan into a traditional mortgage. And we talked about the interest rates on our last, um, in the last yeah, episode. Yeah, we have it. And it's, it's good. So you go back and listen to that one and then you'll get an idea of what's, uh, what's going to happen with the interest rates for 2022 and how it Um, all coincides. Um, I did find like how uh, multifamily, uh, so essentially there's a term in the construction world called starts. So the term refers to a number of new residential construction projects that have begun their project. Okay. So, yep. um, according to, again, the, the same article that I was kind of reading off of, um, for the number of starts for units in buildings with five units or more jumped 13.7%, which is, which is, which is great because, um, there's pros and cons to multifamily and not just like apartment complex, but like duplexes, quads, triplexes, small units and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. they have a, a, a greater or a lot less of an environmental impact because you're essentially building up and you're building close uh, right. versus like a single family home as a yep. and giant neighborhoods. So the fact that that has increased has allowed more people to have housing, which is something that we desperately need nationwide. So to seeing that is a good thing. Whereas like, unfortunately, single family housing starts. So again, actual projects that have started is down 2.3%. So although like we have, we are higher than projected overall, this like kind of like month over month kind of thing. It's like, it's down 2.3%, right. which is right. not, which is not good. We need to continuously be in a surpluses. And also this all really depends on where it is too, uh, regionally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's in the Midwest, there's a 36% surge in the Northeast. There's a 20% surge. Uh, but in the South here in Florida, we're actually down 1.9%, which sucks. And then the West itself is down 13%, which is wow. kind of wild too. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, as far as all of that goes, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's going to be an interesting year for 2022. It's, mm-hmm. it's, we're not going to be back to a normalcy, uh, you know, at least for not, the foreseeable this, future. No, not this year. No, with interest so, rates going up is and our supply chains are just screwed right now. Right. If we can get our supply chains corrected and like stop, you know, pussyfooting around, like things will start kind of getting better, but we still are combating inflation. And but it'll yeah. it'll be a long, you know, unfortunately this isn't a light switch. Right. You know, this yep. isn't this is this is a marathon. And fortunately, we need to catch our second wind right now. <laughs> yes. It's going to take time to get there. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, thanks for joining us on this uh, Dram Style Whiskey with an Agent. My name is Jared, and that's... That's Chris. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we get better at that. Um, if, you're, if you are watching on Facebook or YouTube, 
Uh, make sure you hit that uh, like button, subscribe, follow, whatever the option is. Share um, with your friends. Share with your friends. And if you only want to listen to us on audio because we sound so good, or we look, we sound a lot better than we look, and you want to listen to us audio only, you can do that wherever you find podcasts. On Apple Podcasts or yeah, what, Spotify. ITunes, Spotify, yes, we are on Spotify. That is pretty cool. Um, and then Google Podcasts as well, anchor.fm. Go there. You can find us. And uh, we'll see you at the next one. We'll see you. Peace.